everyone and welcome back to Bojack Horse Pod presents Tuka and Bird Pod. Today we will be talking about season two, episode eight of Tuka and Birdie Corpse Week. I'm your host, Kirsten McInnes, joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? Happy Cadaveri, or whatever they say on this episode. Happy Cadaveri, indeed. What did you find inside your corpse cake? (laughs) Uh, An acorn. What does it mean? It means you will struggle. (laughs) (laughs) It means you'll land on the sidewalk and never grow. (laughs) It means... You're going to get stepped on. (laughs) And you're poisonous to horses. (laughs) I didn't know that about acorns. Didn't someone tell us that in like a deep, deep analysis of the like wallpaper at Beatrice Horseman's house or something? Oh, well, if someone told us that, I'm sorry, but I have no recollection. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably like two years ago. Who knows at this point? I mean... Um. And also just that level of analysis is not what you're going to get here. You know, yeah. like that's, we've been doing this for a hundred episodes. Baby. You know what you're getting. Yeah, I think maybe it was on the BoJack Wiki now that I think about it. If eaten, acorns, leaves, and branches from oak trees pose a risk of poisoning to horses. There you go. Wow. <laughs> Who knew? Anyway, how are you? <laughs> well, I was better before that. <laughs> <laughs> it's corpse week. <laughs> it's corpse poison. week. I love it. I'm doing good. I'm a sleepy, sleepy girl and I want to go to bed, but it's only 625 <laughs> p.m. and I have a podcast to record. Yeah, incredible. It's like a little hint into what time it is right now. It is a little hint, but yet, you know what? I'm not going to go into that segment just yet. I'm going to keep them on their toes, even though that would have been a perfect segment. Yeah, it's okay. Or segue. Did you know I've taken on another podcast? I didn't, but I feel like you maybe alluded to it. Tell me again what it is. Oh, it's like a... Well, there's a new Netflix show called Perfect Match, (laughs) where they take all of the single people from all of the other Netflix reality shows and bring them back together to date each other. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm covering it over on the Perfect Match podcast with Asia Welsh and Jason Reed on Rob is a Podcast. Dream team. But what that involves is watching four one-hour-long episodes of a show, like, within a day of them dropping so that I can podcast about them. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, When yeah. do they drop next? It's, like, early March or something? Two- the next ones are on Tuesday. We recorded the oh. first one yesterday. Oh, dang. I didn't realize um, they'd already started. It's a lot. Too many podcasts. I It needs to be over, but when it's over, then Big Brother Canada will be on. I'm on the struggle bus. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot going on. We may, we'll be prepared in the event that we need to take time off. And I will be very open and honest with y'all if I need a break, and I hope I hope that the, the horse and bird girls understand. Yes, I'm sure they will. Oh, I was going to propose... We could call them horse girls and bird boys so that if people don't want to be called a girl, they can be a bird boy. All right. We can give them that option, but I feel like it might be allowing them to play into their fragility and I will make fun of them. No, but here's the thing. Girl and boy in this specific context are gender neutral. Yes. There's There's nothing wrong with being a man who identifies as a man. 
and mm-hmm. you prefer to be called a horse girl. The two genders, horse and girls and bird boys. Horse girls and bird boys. And there's nothing wrong with being a girl and you are a woman and you identify that way and you choose to be a bird boy. That's right. You could do that. It's you whatever feels, feels right. Right, right for you. Yep. Wherever you fall on the gender spectrum, on the- <laughs> you can fall somewhere on the bird horse Boy the bird horse section. continuum. Yeah, there's many places along it that you can be as well. Obviously, <laughs> you don't have to fall on the binary. That's right. Is that stupid? I had that thought the other day while I was having a shower. And I was like, oh, I have to bring this up on the bunk. <laughs> I like the alliteration of a bird boy. Bird boy. I feel like it won't take off in the same way as horse girls, but if, well, if, no. it, if it speaks to you, please write in. Do we? Should we change horse girl to be more alliterative? No way. Horse hag. Yeah, that's the only one I could think of. And I was like, I don't really want to call my 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 friends and followers that. Yeah, fair. Okay, perfect. So horse girl and bird boy. Let us know in the comments down below slash on Twitter <laughs> at Bojack Horsepod how you're choosing to identify. And you, you know, you can also be both. But if you're listening to this podcast, you can't be neither. You can be a combination one. of the two, <laughs> but you're on the continuum. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Do you think we should have Brian Scally lead us into everyone's favorite segment, What Time Is It Right Now? Yes, definitely. What time is it? Amazing. Well, <laughs> it is Thursday, February 16th, 2023. And in the Pacific time zone is 6.30 p.m., in New York, it is 9.30 p.m. In London, it is 2.30 a.m. on Friday, February 17th. And in Hong Kong, it is 10.30 a.m. on Friday, February 17th. And that's what time it is right now. Thanks, Brian Scally. <laughs> Brought to you by Brian Scally. Uh, what day is it? it? Okay. It is a few days. Okay. It is card reading day. Right. Which is about reading and enjoying greeting cards that have been sent over the years that you've kept for sentimental reasons. Yeah, you have a big box of cards. Yeah, it's right under my <laughs> desk. I should I should use Tuesday the 21st uh, when mm-hmm. this drops as an excuse to go through it and maybe weed out the ones that are not so sentimental. I just went through, my mom gave me this bag of photos a couple years ago. Of and course. she gave it to me. Like right before I was going back to I don't know, Toronto or Vancouver, wherever I was living at the time. And I was like, excellent. Thank you. Yes, I'll definitely look at these. And then I didn't. But we were just moving. And so I went through them. And boy, did I find a lot of hilarious baby Lindsay photos. I've received <laughs> zero texts of right, hold on. pictures of baby Lindsay. And I'm now starting to question the closeness of our friendship. I sent a lot of them to Hazel to be like, look how cute I was. <laughs> there you go. This is me in grade three being a huge dork you hate to see it you know the lack of oh it's so cute (laughs) you actually you kind of look like you have a little bit of an evil smile in this picture big Um, smirky energy which really reminds this actually really reminds me of my kindergarten class photo because i look like a little gremlin like i'm big time evil smirking okay this is very (laughs) cute this is extremely cute this is my gymnastics photo Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> but yes, all this to say, I did find a few old greeting cards in there as well. And I, yeah, I save some of them, but only if they have something particularly nice in them. If they're just like, happy birthday, Lindsay. I'm like, eh, I can throw this away. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Oh, man. You're adorable. This is too much. <laughs> too okay. much. What? That's too much, man. 
It is International Mother Language Day, which is a day that advocates for mother tongue-based multilingual education and focuses on preserving and protecting all languages. All right. I like that. That's really cool. It was initiated by Bangladesh. All right. Good. Really cool. Definitely on board with that. And shout out to everyone that is learning languages that are nearly lost in order to push them forward. Yes. Agreed. And a much less important note, it's (laughs) International Pancake Day. All right. Is it like Mardi Gras or something? It is also Mardi Gras. That was Mm -hmm. the next holiday on the list. So it's Fat Tuesday, which is... We discussed this. You're good with pancakes? And they're fine, but I like waffles better. Yeah, same. And I controversially like to put raspberry jam on my pancakes instead of syrup. Well, I was going to say I'd be surprised if you like maple syrup because I I'm I'm not opposed to maple syrup, but I definitely use less of it than most Mm. people do. Like I'm not I'm not drenching stuff. Like I want like a tiny layer of the maple Mm -hmm. syrup to get that sweet, sweet sugary flavor because you know I love sugar. (laughs) Um, That's me too. I think. Yeah, people people make their stuff soggy, and I'm like, there is nothing appealing to me about like a soggy pancake. Mm-mm, not into that either but yes okay so that covers international pancake day and mardi gras yes. but this is basically mardi gras you you do all the stuff because you're about to be on lent mm-hmm. and then you yes. can't have well you choose what you can't have yeah but i think there's also food restrictions i don't know i'm not catholic i'm not gonna Me look either. into it <laughs> uh- <laughs> i may observe the pancake day i will not be observing lent yeah i'm open just celebrating something called Fat Tuesday, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm on board. Yes. Everything that comes afterwards, no ma'am. Less interested. Much less interested. I will also not be partaking in National Grain-Free Day. No, thank you. I like as much grain as possible. <laughs> Me too. You think I'm just going to forego bread? <laughs> God forbid. And actually, we can't forgo grains because it's also National Sticky Bun Day. Ooh, yum. Now, that is something I'm interested in. That's something we can get behind for sure. Yes. They're not exactly the same as cinnamon rolls. Yeah. But they're I'm... close enough. They're basically a cinnamon bun, but you, you I guess, line the pan with, like, honey or syrup and mm-hmm. stuff before you make them. I'd you rather like have a, a cinnamon branch. roll. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would too. But you put like brown sugar and stuff on the bottom and then it makes like a sticky mm-hmm. glaze. It's good stuff. And I'll eat that. That's fine. I'm on board. It is Ponchik Day, which is a Polish donut. Oh, all right. And it Celebrating is... Celebrating like all these delicacies. But also apparently grain-free get out of town. This word, the Ponchki, is spelt P A. C Z K I, and then there's like a little accent under the A. Oh, yeah. I, it's not That's pronounced at all how I would have thought. Hard to pronounce. You did a great job. Thank you. I tried my best. But yeah, in Poland they are eaten on Fat Thursday, the last Thursday before Ash Wednesday, but they're not on Tuesday. <laughs> I've never seen them before. They're Polish donuts. Deep fried dough, egg, fat, sugar, yeast, sometimes milk, but they have fillings like fruit or cream. So not for me. Yeah, I'm into it. But they look good. 
And then last but not least, it is single tasking day. Because multitasking, uh, multitasking makes it difficult to focus, easier to make mistakes, and harder to be productive. Projects take longer. A pro- about 50% less gets accomplished when one tries to do a few things at once instead of working on one thing at a time. Tasks may also end up half finished or get finished with low quality. Although about 2% of people can multitask, the overwhelming majority of people can't and don't benefit from trying to. Single tasking day came as a response to all the multitasking habits that surround us. It is a day to focus and concentrate on one thing at a time. Hmm. Maybe only one thing will get accomplished all day. Maybe multiple things will. Either way, the day is for only working on one thing at a time. I will not be partaking yeah. because it says begin your day without electronics. Keep your phone away no. from you. No. Yeah, no. Immediately. <laughs> How no. am I to empty the dishwasher if I don't have a podcast on? You must be part of the two percent that happen. can multitask. Yeah, I guess so. I guess we both must be. Oh, so. I absolutely <laughs> am because I spent so I don't think I've ever written a paper without watching a TV show while I was writing it. Like <laughs> there you go. What, I'm supposed to just focus on one task? Absolutely God not. Forbid. You better get me that sweet, sweet legal meth if you want <laughs> me to focus on one thing at once. Yes, good idea. <laughs> Ugh. Give me amphetamine. <laughs> <laughs> also silly, Forbes Week. Season yeah, that's what other day it is. Episode 8 of Tuca and Birdie. What do you think of this episode? I liked it, but was a little bit like, okay, let's get back to what the hell is going on with Tuca and Kara. Mm-hmm. So it took me a minute at first. I was like, oh, why are we getting this distraction? And I kind of thought it was going to be just a holiday episode. But then it ended up being quite heavy and quite real. A lot of parent family yeah. stuff to unpack. Yeah. Um, so it ended up being a very good episode. But initially, I was hesitant. I definitely agree. And also, you know what? Maybe we just know too much about these characters because they did not need to attack me specifically (laughs) with this episode of TV. Mm -mm. Go on. (laughs) Just like birdies patterns of they don't talk about anything. Mm -hmm. And also the not like the, oh, yeah, your parent had surgery. Everything's fine. We (laughs) never told you about it. Could not ring more true for me. So. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I said that I feel like that is exactly what my parents would do also. My mom was in the hospital for appendicitis, and I did not get the call in the first day that she was in the hospital. Oh, my God. My dad had kidney stones, and I didn't get told. My dad had his appendix removed, I think. No, it's like my family is like, no, we don't. No. But anyways, tough episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tough yes. episode. But a good one. I felt like the contrast between Tuka's family and Birdie's family was well done. Where it's like, oh, yeah, families are real messed up, but in different ways. And like they're both like personally have their own issues are very different issues. So mm-hmm. it just goes to show like how people end up that way. Yes. So the episode starts and everyone's on the train because they are mm-hmm. leaving bird town to go visit their families for cadaveria mm-hmm. yeah no just cadaveri sorry yeah that's okay corpse week we've seen molting day and how that's celebrated 
And they don't like they didn't see their families for that, I guess. So I guess this is the one where you go visit your family. It's kind of like Halloween. It seemed like a combination of Halloween and Day of the Dead and mm-hmm. Mardi Gras. Like a little Thanksgiving-y. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Ge- like general, just like big meal holiday. But like mm-hmm. the Cadaveri cake was a lot like king cake. Yes. And then there's like the parts about like the veil being thin between the living and the dead Mm -hmm. but then there's the thing the trick-or-treating yeah whatever that was called (laughs) yell or what i don't remember once again i didn't write anything down i'm trying to be i'm a new person i'm just like (laughs) not taking notes and i figure that if i fall Lindsay will catch me and if she doesn't we'll fall (laughs) together baby baby yes i can tell you it was called something it was yell or Yum or yell. Yum or yell. Yes, yes, yes. So a lot of, it felt like a lot of different aspects of different holidays that we would recognize as humans. Mm-hmm. And then Speckle sitting with this cowboy cow. He's like, it's not a costume. And he lassoes a pretzel. <laughs> I was very impressed with his lasso skills. Yes. Very on brand that Speckle has to sit with a stranger and two companies mm-hmm. sit together. I love it. I love it. Yes. But yes, yeah, so they're all on the train and they are going to stay at Tuka's family's house for ca- like a day and then Birdie's family's house so. for like a day. Maybe two days, but like very short visits yeah. at both and then they're going to head home. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Tuka's texting Kara, so that's still going on. <laughs> boo, Kara, boo. Boo. Yeah. And she's Tuka's really excited because she hasn't seen her sister Terry in a really long time. Like we've seen her, I think, just in calls with her. They FaceTimed at yeah. um, Molting, Molting Day. Day. Yeah. And yeah, she hasn't seen her in a long time. And she's like, oh, I'm going to like go to her fancy house and tell her that I am a real fancy grown up now. And I have a relationship like a real grown up and I'm sophisticated. If only. Yeah. Um, so they get to the house and I guess we can talk about the new voices that we're hearing. So we have heard Terry Toucan's voice before. It's Natasha Rothwell, Mm -hmm. known for White Lotus, the White Lotus, uh, duck, the new DuckTales. Yes, that is good. Yes. (laughs) It's going to be so embarrassed if it wasn't. Um, I was like, it's Belinda. (laughs) I mean, I haven't watched The White Lotus, so I'm oh, fine. I loved it so much, Kirsten. I know I know that I will. It's just, again, anything on Crave is just like yeah. a tiny bit harder for me to watch. And yes. so it's hard to put it to the top of my list. But yes, we have heard her before. She's wonderful. We have her husband is Thomas. Did yes. you instantly recognize his voice? Yes, Schmidt. <laughs> Max Greenfield, also known as Schmidt from New Girl. Also known as the sheriff from Veronica Mars, like the young, the young sheriff that like in his early 20s kind of dating a teenager, a little problematic. Mm-hmm. The he... boy, the man journalist with the fancy pig. Yes, Ma- Maximilian Banks in Bojack, Joe in Promising Young Woman. He's famous. Very he's famous. not like the most famous. Oh, he's also in the neighborhood, which is three episodes away from syndication. Wow. What? <laughs> it's nine there are ninety-seven episodes of the neighborhood. How is or that possible? Ninety-seven that he's in as Dave Johnson. Wow, my God. Listen, I don't know. I wish I knew. <laughs> yeah. But 
it's news to me. There Maybe I should. Should we try watching The Neighborhood? Maybe it's good. Maybe. The Unicorn was actually like really good. Where do we watch The Neighborhood? Well, in America, it's a CBS sitcom. Mm-hmm. So here, I would guess either CTV or Global. Or I don't know CD. anything about this show. I don't really know anything about it either, but Paramount Plus, Global <sighs> Stack. So it's on Global. Yeah, four seasons on Global. Incredible. Um, we also have Desmond Toucan is there, who's like I think a cousin or uncle. I didn't really True. understand the relationship. I thought there was another brother. Oh, could be another brother. He's voiced yeah. by Tunde Adebimpe. Might have butchered the last name. Might have butchered the first name. I don't... He's Mr. Cobwell in Spider-Man Homecoming, which I've seen, but I don't know him. He's in Search Party as Edwin, which I know Sam Stanish will once again be like, oh, Kirsten doesn't know someone from Search Party, and then I'm going to get a text. <laughs> yes, he is Tuka's brother. Okay, brother, brother, brother. Have you ever heard of a TV show called The Girlfriend Experience? He was in, in some of that... Oh, I have not. So, explores the relationships between exclusive escorts and their clients for whom they provide far more than just sex. Known as GFEs, they are women who provide emotional and sexual relationships at a very high price. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. The Toucan Birdie Wiki informs us that Desmond Toucan is the only sibling whose name does not begin with T. Oh, he's the black sheep. Yeah, they refer to him as the nerd. <laughs> I got nerd in the corner is Desmond. And then there's also Tulip, who is the young daughter, and she's voiced by Ida Leiden, who... Ida, Ada, I think. Hmm. No, Ida, I'm dumb. Who has done two other things that are like a short and a TV movie that I've never heard of in 2008, and then one episode of Tuca and Birdie in 2021. Wow, And that's okay. all. I was like, I assume this is an actual child, but uh... yeah, that that makes me. Maybe this isn't who did it. Maybe this is wrong. Let me. Google well, it. I mean, it could just be someone who's good at doing a kid voice. That's true. <laughs> Remember that time that they had the mm. the puppies or the kittens or whatever. Oh my god! Yes, that was <laughs> so funny. If someone would update the Tuca and Birdie wiki. <laughs> maybe we would know things <sighs> maybe god it's nice to see like seemingly this is the last of the siblings right at this point mm. i've seen oh the my... two there's terry the there's, t- the... there's tim tam terry mm-hmm. and then this guy desmond and, this, and, then and desmond and then tuka yeah are there only five i think so i feel like there's like a tw- there's 12 but I guess not. I guess this is probably yeah. it. We've met all the siblings now. I guess so, yeah. And like right off the bat, Tuka walks into Terry's house and she's like, oh my God, it's so good to finally see family. And then T- Tuka's like, wait, are you saying it's my fault? Or maybe it was the other way around. One of them is like very offended that they're implying that they don't get together often enough. Yeah, it's it's just a lot of miscommunication. And mm-hmm. since they're a family that says so much that... Yes. It's like they're being really policed on exactly what they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like, oh, my God. I'm just saying it's nice to see you. God. And then you alluded last week to the gravel and onion chips that yeah, Desmond I, made for two guys. I, I'm sorry I spoiled that. She eats gravel chips. 
Mm-hmm. She's like, these are terrible, but she seems very excited about it. She said her, okay, her word was terrible, but her actions were not of that, of someone who thinks it's terrible. Yeah, she like downs them. She's like, oh my God, you shouldn't have. They're atrocious. But yeah, downs them, loves them. I probably wouldn't eat gravel chips, but that's just me. <laughs> well, you know. I have a refined um... palate. <laughs> Famously. Famously. No, literally yesterday I got a Subway sandwich and the sandwich artist was literally like, that's what you're getting. <laughs> like Rude. Like I was like, oh yeah, no cheese, thank you. Which sometimes I just get cheese even though I don't want it and then I peel it off later because I'm self-conscious about not mm-hmm. liking cheese. Surely um, but, some people don't get cheese. But yesterday I was brave. Well, because I also only get veggies. So there's not like any meat on the sandwich. So then it's just like they put the bread down to the veggies and they're like... The judgment is there, you know, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I know it's there because often they comment on it like, oh, haha, not toasted, not no cheese. And then I'll like order my veggies and I'll be like, oh, are you on a diet? Yeah. And I'll be like, no. And they'll be like, and no sauce. And I'm like, no, I don't want sauce. Like, I told you, no, I told you that's everything. Mm-hmm. please mm-hmm. just wrap the sandwich and charge me my eight dollars like surely these people see much more horrifying things than someone like, just getting vegetables on bread there's no way that my sandwich is the worst thing they're making in a day Mm-mm. but yet they're like mm, and that's it you're not getting anything else that's all and i'm like <laughs> leave me alone yeah get me out of here oh then we also meet tulip who's little and cute very little, very cute. Gets along great with Tuca. Makes sense mm-hmm. that she's great with kids. Yes, yes, very much so. And I did also enjoy that they're like, Terry, you've made this beautiful corpsecopia. <laughs> Lots of good wordplay in this episode. Yeah, this seems like a, a very complicated holiday. Yes, agreed. It's a lot going I th- on. I think they just went out of their way to make sure that they weren't integrating anything to make it seem like there's any one, like, religious affiliation Mm -hmm. or, like, cultural tradition. True. Probably. And it's fun. The house looks great. Great decorations. Yeah. Looks great. And, like, on the train on the way there, Birdie had said that she was excited to tell her family that she started seeing a therapist. And then in this scene, we hear that terry already knows that she's seeing a therapist like i hear you're seeing a therapist what's up birdie's arm falls off and she's like thank you for knowing that about me Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is great (laughs) it's just like that's such a it's not that weird that tuca would tell terry about birdie seeing a therapist and being like oh wow my friend is seeing a therapist and it's really helping her blah blah Mm -hmm. blah but it's so weird for Terry to then bring it up yeah. like that. Like if she was going to be like, oh, and like, how's therapy going? Mm-hmm. That's like a more normal conversation, but still very weird for someone that doesn't know her that well. Yeah, it feels fairly intrusive and like a little judgy of like, oh, what are you in therapy for? Well, and I think that like, obviously they're birds, so we don't really know like, races of birds and that kind Mm -hmm. of thing but i have seen in media before that there is a certain like hesitancy towards therapy in black communities sometimes Mm -hmm. obviously i cannot get into the nuance of why like i'm not the expert on that and i don't 
want to get it wrong, but that is something that is very like in the zeitgeist and with the actors voicing the Toucan family all being black. I think it kind of goes into that. But again, maybe I'm now reading into something and I'm the problem. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Not me. And if I am, please respectfully tell me that I'm the problem. Yeah. And then they go to change for dinner and hilarity ensues. Yes, because Speckle and the Cowboys bags got changed. (laughs) I don't know why Speckle couldn't just wear his white shirt and slacks that he wore on the train, but mm-hmm. he had to change his clothes and now he's wearing the cowboy gear. Yeah. Terry was like, oh, is that what you're wearing for dinner? And he clearly was like, oh, that means me too. And it's like, you were very properly dressed already. I mean, were any of them improperly dressed? I'd say not, but he was the most like business wear looking. Yeah, he, he was <laughs> definitely look. in his business casual. He was fine. Yes. It's a family meal. It didn't look like a formal occasion. Yeah. Although I guess Tallulah made them dress up for dinner as well. So maybe this is a thing they do. Maybe, but like they're not. Tallulah's in a mansion. Yeah. True. Hmm. And Thomas made a beautiful cake absolutely stunning beautiful thomas is great at cooking and his passion is competitive raking yes <laughs> competitive leaf raking it's not just raking leaves it's raking against a stopwatch while wearing intricately knit sweaters and you know what i couldn't do it you know <laughs> definitely not um, i did like this interaction between tulip and tuka as well though when tuka is interpreting the candy that tulip finds in the cake she's like your life's gonna be sweet and Tulip's just like, yes. Like, she's so jazzed about this. It's a very cute, very nice interaction between aunt and niece. Yes, very adorable. What did Tuka have in her cake again? Uh, Money, I think. Like, there's a coin in there, so she's going to be rich. Oh, I would love to see it. Yeah. What co- What spurs the argument at dinner? So Tuka starts explaining kind of the origins yes. of this day. And she's like, and this is the part that's the most kind of day of the dead-ish. And it's like... This is when, you know, the wall between the living and the dead is the thinnest and the ancestors can see us and we should talk to grandma. And then Tuka's like, and we also beg the dead not to capture us and take us to hell or whatever. Yeah, to the death realm, I think they call it. Yes. And Terry is like, like, why are you telling my daughter about this? Like, she's going to have nightmares. She's going to be horrified. And mm-hmm. it culminates in being like, what? You want to take my daughter out for a yeller, a yummer yell? And Tuka's like, yeah, I'll take her. Mm-hmm. No problem. Yes. yes. Tuka says during this argument, too, she's like, oh, when I was a kid, I knew about the corpse realm and the vagina realm where babies come from. Yeah. And then this is where, and Terry's like, yeah, and you wouldn't shut up about it. And that's why Child Protective Services was here every day. And it's like, mm. Terry, I don't think respectfully that Tuka talking about vaginas is why Child Protective Services was there. I think that yes. there's a lot more to the conversation. There's maybe more going on there. Yeah, maybe maybe a lot more going on. Like, geez mm-hmm. Louise. Yes. Yeah. And then they go yammer yelling and we get more about demons and Tulip gets very scared. Yeah, right when they're about, like, everything's good and they're about to go home, no problem. And then Tuka makes a comment about Terry being a demon mm-hmm. and scares Tulip because Tulip is very young. She's very little. And like Tuka's telling this long thing about demons. And she's like, oh, if I bring you home late, your mama will blame me or something. And it's in the middle of all this 
demon imagery and she's like oh my god mommy's a demon she's like no that's not what i said but tulip's very freaked out and so they have to go de-demonify her with a cleansing bonfire this was my i think my least favorite part of the episode was the like cleansing bonfire and like yeah no i didn't say your mom's a demon yeah i don't think i yeah i I think i agree with you and then we also hear about what's his name the steven Thomas. Yeah. Thomas, Thomas is, is like, I've dabbled in some like competitive dog walking or something. And then Speckle's like, oh, wrestling up dogs is a mighty fine pastime. It's like, oh my God, are these clothes changing me? Yeah, Speckle is taking on the characteristics of his cowboy clothes. Yes. Very fun little subplot. Yes, I really like it. I feel like it keeps everything light when it could get very heavy throughout this. Yes, it definitely creates a couple of moments of comedic timing. So... They hear like a scream and there's all these red footprints throughout the house. Mm-hmm. And it's because Tulip is covered in beet juice and also is allergic to beets. And so she's yeah. having an allergic reaction. Not a good look. Yeah, I actually thought the problem was going to come from the bonfire because this is a very, very big bonfire that Tuka has built that they're dancing around. Yeah. And then, yeah, she gets this beet juice all over her and she's covered in hives and she's scared of her mother and terry's like "Ugh, go yeah. get the bird of drill <laughs> which i did like bird of drill no yes am i stupid i feel like i missed the part where the beet juice even happened yeah i think she when they're dancing she falls maybe and she gets stuff all over her and it looks like blood so then she's like walking through the house and it's like oh god so yeah i think it was just on the ground i'm not really sure why maybe in the garden got it got it got it or maybe she like fell on a beat yeah i I think that was what it's supposed to be and then she's like oh my god mommy's gonna be mad because i have a messy shirt but then Tuka's like, no, what if we just pretend it's demon blood? And then she gets very excited about that until the hives happen. And then she's like, she's so, Tulip is so scared of Terry. And Tuka kind of scolds her about it. And then they fight again about parenting. And this is where Birdie interjects. Mm-hmm. Which I, she should not have done. Yeah. Like, it, like, there is never a time to insert yourself into another family's drama. Mm-hmm. ever Just bow out <laughs> but no she decides to jump in to defend tuka and then she gets yelled at too mm-hmm. i would say the only time that you may want to insert yourself is like to have them leave if that feels like the only option yeah but like be jumping hey, in. like maybe be like hey let's take a break yeah that's yeah. the <laughs> absolute most that's ever okay mm-hmm. yeah but no she gets yelled at too so yeah. she's not happy Mm-hmm. And then Speckle's just like sleeping outside by this bonfire that is still raging. He loves it. He looks cozy as hell. Yeah. Tuka and Birdie sleep together on the pullout couch. Mm-hmm. And then we're off to Birdie's house. Yeah. <laughs> Time to go to Birdie's house. Birdie's house is a very different vibe. So Birdie's parents are voiced by Margaret Cho and Randall Park, which is like yeah. all star cast this week. All star cast. Like, Obviously, very famous people in Tuka's family, but like Margaret Cho is like so famous, so famous. I feel like we've seen her in everything. Yeah, lots of things. And even now, just like scrolling through her IMDb, she's been working since 1992. The Renap stands will know she was in Face Off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, well, she like she's been in. Ever. She's been consistently working since, like, 1992. 
Mm-hmm. Very um, funny. Yeah, she did a three episode arc in Thirty Rock. Mm-hmm. It's famously uh, in Fire Island. <laughs> obviously in Fire Island, but it's like her being in Fire Island is like because the culmination of everything else, you know. Yes. Definitely. But she's just so funny and so wonderful. And I feel like I've been watching interviews of her forever. And she's just so funny and great. Yes, she's wonderful. Love her. Oh, and of course, can't forget to mention she was in one episode of Hacks. Sure. But we'll get mad if I don't. But she's in everything. Like, it's rare that there's a name that we see that we're like, oh, yeah. If we both know them. We both know them. And then, of course, Randall Park voices her dad. Randall Park was in, obviously, Always Be My Maybe, one of my favorite movies of all time. He was on the TV series Fresh Off the Boat, Human Resources. (laughs) Which I love. (laughs) Which you love, which I have not watched. He was in WandaVision for the Marvel people out there. He was in two episodes of Bojack Horseman, so we've definitely spoken about him before. Mm-hmm. I know him best from Veep. From what? From Veep. He's Danny Chung. And yes, and Veep. And Veep. I thought you said Veep. And I was like, <laughs> Lindsay, what the actual fuck are you talking about? But yes, he was in Veep, Veep as well. Do you not know? <laughs> Incredible show, Veep. <laughs> I was uh... like, what are you talking about? Once again, all-star cast this week. I love Rand- Randall Park is so funny. Mm-hmm. Both I great. love I love and always be my maybe the song and it's like bounce back like a tennis ball bounce back because he has a band yeah. and his band gets successful and that's like their big hit so you hear it play like a lot in the movie <laughs> you need to watch always be my maybe I do you've been you recommending it for a while lose access to Netflix yeah true honestly so you have four days before I lose access to Netflix unless you pay for your own account and share I with do. other people then they'll lose access yeah, I just pay for my own account. But you should cancel your account anyways in solidarity with everyone losing mm. their accounts and the password sharing so that hopefully they'll just reverse, reverse this dumbass rule and then we can all have it again. Yes. <laughs> anyways, watch always be my maybe. Um, so Birdie's <laughs> house is like full of garbage, newspapers, stacks of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it technically counts as a hoarding level, but it's in that realm. Yeah, definitely. I have the same thing written down where we're seeing some like troubling hoarding behavior from Birdie's mom. And like as soon as Birdie walks in, she's just like, what is happening? This is not what I am used to. Something is very wrong here. Yeah. And so we see a lot of family items. We see a picture of Birdie doing hurdles. And she's like, I wasn't that good. We see a picture of her the year that she was voted gothiest. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. And like, I mean, a lot of the stuff that's lying around the house, it's like old newspapers and garbage. And she starts trying to clean up. And her mom's like, no, you can't throw out any of this stuff, which is like further support yeah, that this is perhaps a, a problematic level of hurting behavior. Yeah, it, it seems not good. Mm-hmm. Very bad. It seems not good. And Birdie's um, pulling at her feathers, which is never a good sign. Yeah, Birdie is very stressed. And they sit down for their Cadbury dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cake it, looks so bad. Their cake is very different. It appears to be made of, like, canned tuna. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, some, or the cat food, kind of, <laughs> is what it looks like. I can't remember which of them says it. But like, this cake resembles a corpse in both appearance and flavor. 
I think Tuka said that. I think it was yeah. Tuka. Wouldn't surprise um, me if she was the only one willing to eat it. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, no, she probably ate the whole cake and was like, this is delicious. She eats gravel. Like, it's fine. <laughs> and Birdie's like, we've always had a traditional Cadaveri cake every single year of my whole life. Like, what is this? And this is where we find out, oh, well, you know, we wanted to try like a lower fat option or like a different type of meat Mm -hmm. because your dad had open breast surgery like a couple Mm -hmm. of months ago and no one had told birdie that her dad was undergoing major surgery which is really supremely not okay yeah yeah and they're like we didn't want to trouble you let's just talk about something else and like we skipped over it but there's birdie gets to have her moment of being like dad i'm in therapy and he's like what you don't need therapy you're normal go see your mother who's also normal it's like very bad in this uh, house as well. Very, very Things bad. are not good. They're not talking about anything. It's the exact opposite of Tuca's house, but like mm-hmm. end of the spectrum. Like there's no one is in the happy medium of just like healthy relationships. Yeah. And Birdie finally has this outburst where she's like, no one ever wants to talk about anything real. And they're like, well, like what? Your childhood was great. Like you won all those awards. You were doing great. And then Birdie explodes that they never talked about her assault yeah birdie's literally like i was assaulted and i got to see the school counselor a couple of times and we never Mm -hmm. talked about it and they're all just kind of like pretended it didn't happen oh like this is so unpleasant Mm -hmm. yeah and it's like such a striking moment for her to say do you have any idea how ashamed that made me feel so that's a lot oh poor birdie Birdie. poor birdie Mm -hmm. like to go through that alone is hell already and Mm -hmm. then to have a family that doesn't like accept that it happened like Mm -hmm. when you were a child also very bad yeah and then Brady's just like aren't you gonna say anything and then just runs out crying which is probably the right move and they're like obviously not gonna say anything or like anything they're gonna say in this moment is not going to satisfy what birdie needs from them and birdie is in therapy but they are not so i don't think they have the tools for that type of conversation anyways yeah and i mean that like the one thing they do say is completely unhelpful where they're like i'm sorry i didn't do a perfect job parenting it's like okay let's not manipulate birdie oh my god it's literally like oh fine we'll never say anything ever again if i'm not funny oh like shut up like this Mm -hmm. is not And I know that especially, I think, with older people that don't have as much access to, you know, just general knowledge about mental health and, Mm -hmm. like, neurodivergency and different, you know, ways of living. Like, it's that's a generation that was very much told, like, put it away, lock it in the box, you never talk about it, you never think about it. It's not necessarily their fault that they come from this emotionally stunted place and that they've then passed on those behaviors to their child. But also, you have to try and break the cycle. You never break a cycle if you just pass on all of your own shit. You have to try and do better for your kid than what you had. You just have Mm -hmm. to. Yeah. Yeah, and Birdie's like, oh, like, I know we can't fix decades of this kind of behavior with just one conversation, but it's like, it's important to keep trying to have these conversations, but it sucks that it has to be on her all the time. And all, yeah, it sucks. It, yeah. And any sort of strain between parents and children is uncomfortable and sucks. And mm-hmm. you know my opinion is that it's the parents' job to fix it because they chose yes. to have you. You did not choose to be born. But not everyone agrees with my opinion on that. Well, I think it's especially true when it's something like this where Bertie was a literal child when 
this happened, like it maybe made the parents uncomfortable to think about. Like it is incumbent on you to protect this person who has no power. Yeah. Like you, you know what's more uncomfortable than thinking about it? Experiencing, Experiencing it. Him. So yeah. like get bent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like t- apparently Tuga's never actually seen this in action before, but she's like. I'm so proud of you, but like also I see now why you get so weird when you get mad because your family doesn't talk about literally anything. And Brady's like, yeah, I wish we could yell like your family. That's so sad to be like, oh, yeah, I wish we could just yell. Yeah, it's like, I wish we shared, even if it meant shouting. And she's like, yeah, we really love shouting. (laughs) Yeah, and Tuka calls up her sister. Also, Speckle has a very cute moment here where he's just like petting Birdie's head and like, (laughs) whoa, girl. I love so much of that. Whoa. <laughs> so silly. And Tuka calls up Terry and they meet for coffee. And it's not a perfect conversation, but they really do try. Like at first it's a little tense. Like Terry is commenting on Tuka's coffee order. And then Tuka's like, I thought like we should be starting over. I thought we were supposed to like treat each other like strangers. And she's like, well, that's what I would say to a stranger. <laughs> yeah, she goes, I'm a huge bitch. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. yeah, I love it. She says like, I wanted to talk to you like a grown up without all the baggage. And it's like, yeah, that, I feel like we do get so bogged down in our patterns with mm-hmm. our families. Like, I like this approach where she's like, well, let's just pretend that we're just two people and talk to each other. It's very nice. It is very nice and cute. I wonder at how that would actually work in real life. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. it seems like a great interaction for them. Yeah. Yeah. And Terry says she's proud of Tuka for getting sober. So that's a nice moment too. Yeah. That is another layer to all of Tuka's family stuff is that they really know her best from when she was drinking. Mm-hmm. And very different from how she is now. True. Yeah. yeah. There's this resolution for Tuga, but really nothing gets resolved for Birdie. It's just like, I'll text you when I get home. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of, it feels very real. Like That's, having this one no. conversation isn't going to change anything. And that is how you've been interacting for all these years. So probably that's how this is going to end too. And like, they probably will not have another serious conversation unless something comes up and Tuka, not Tuka, sorry, Birdie blows up again. Yeah. Not exactly. that Birdie like blew up. That was just like blowing up for Birdie. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's letting out all of those pent up feelings. I think mm-hmm. blowing up. It's yeah. Just finally like letting it out. It's like, it's not like she was extremely loud. It's not like she mm-hmm. said anything rude. It's not like her tone was so bad. It's just that is so direct from someone mm-hmm. who is normally not so direct. Yes, for sure. And now it's time to go return Speckles' clothes. I don't understand why they couldn't have returned it at any other point during the trip, but they go to the dude ranch to return the clothes, and the cowboy, who appears to be at home, is still wearing Speckles' clothes because it's so soft. True. Yeah, he's like, I'm almost a little sad to say goodbye. And then they decide to trade uh, the cowboy hat for Speckles' underwear. And I laughed so much when he's like, okay, you're going to go back to your job as a mechanical pencil salesman or a youth mm-hmm. group pastor or a DJ. <laughs> as if Speckle would be a DJ. He's like, yes, I'm a DJ. Mechanical pencil salesman killed me. <laughs> do people even use mechanical pencils anymore? I mean, I still do a little. Of course you do. <laughs> I think I would be open to it, but I don't mm-hmm. like pencils don't have that much of a place in my life anymore. Yeah, they really didn't for a long time, but 
school, baby. Ugh. I'm so sorry. And yeah, that is the episode. Mm-hmm. We did yeah. it. We did it. Yeah, it kind of ends with uh, Kara texting Tuka like, oh, wish we'd spent it together. And then the end credit scene of Thomas competitively raking and Tulip jumping in his leaf pile. I love the competitive raking. I love it. Yes. Yes. Very good. What did you think about the Kara text? Like, did you read a tone into it? Like, because in Um, theory, it's like, there's nothing wrong with saying like, oh, I wish we would have spent this holiday together. Like, I missed you. But because of last episode, I feel like it's got an overtone of Kara feeling entitled to Tuka's time and being mad that she did something that wasn't planned by Kara. But I can't tell if that's me just projecting from last week or if that tone is actually there. Yeah, I was doing the exact same thing. I was like, I'm definitely probably reading too much into it, but it's really hard not to when you've seen... Her just being like, you need to accommodate my every want and my schedule and whatever. So it's hard not to be like, you meant something by that. Yeah. We're not trusting people. We're not. (laughs) Yeah. That's okay. We got an email about this episode. (gasps) Hey! From Abby, who says, congratulations on 100 episodes. Thank you, Abby. Thank you, Abby. This episode was too real, and I loved it, but oof, thank God for Cowboy Speckle for lightening the mood. This show is such a gift. It was also nice to see Tuca and Birdie horse riding at the end, because I know from Lisa Hannawalt's comics that she is a true horse girl, and she rides a beautiful horse called Junie. Aww. Yeah, and I was like, Junie? Is it all the more reason for Lisa to come on the pod someday so we can talk about her horse girl status? I I do love horse girls. Yeah. It seems like Tuca's a little bit of a horse girl. Yes, seems that way. Well, thank you for the email. Yes, thank you, Abby. We appreciate that. We got some tweets just like, congrats on 100. And if anyone else listening, the horse girls or bird boys would like to be part of the conversation, (laughs) you can email us, bojackhorsepod at gmail.com. You can tweet us at bojackhorsepod. You can listen to Lindsay over on the podcast of tomorrow or on the simpsons then and now a podcast that is still up and running if you would like to listen to it and also over on post recaps doing all variety of things i feel like all the scripted shows are coming back so i wouldn't be surprised if we see Lindsay again soon but i also wouldn't <laughs> be surprised someday. if we don't because she's very busy with school <laughs> i'm so busy and you can hear more from me over on mess magnets where sasha joseph and i talk about pop culture trending topics and celeb gossip and the perfect match podcast where myself asia welsh and jason reed are talking about perfect match on netflix and of course you can follow me everywhere at kirsten said what we will be back next week for season two episode nine of tuca and birdie almost on season two dance see you then bye